0: there you know what I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference and I believe that we all have something to offer something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves and I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves I want you to step into who you truly are And I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. You know, I could do a new intro, couldn't I? Except I'm not going to because I kind of fancy myself as a a radio announcer. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for joining me again this week. Have you thought about writing a book or have you thought oh gee I'd really I've got a great story there I'd love to share or even if you don't have a great story I can assure you that there's something within you that somebody else actually needs to hear and you know thinking about I'd I only two more but but when I leave this earth because we're all going to you know did I leave something behind that's going to help somebody else and I think a book is, is a fantastic way to do that so Today, I am chatting with Susan Dean, who is the founder and owner of Dean Publishing, and we are going to get right into why you should write a book, how you can write a book, and maybe not all the hows and and, and what have you, but I think this this conversation is really inspiring and really makes you think about, about the legacy you want to leave and also about Um, And making a better world, and and how our message, or how our story, or how what we've got to say, or our knowledge or experience, you know, it really, really impacts somebody else, and how we perhaps underestimate or undervalue, you know, how, how important or how much impact that thing that we have to say is for another person so I reckon you're really going to love this interview and if you're thinking about writing a book I reckon this interview is going to really inspire you so without further ado let's get into it welcome Susan hi thanks for having me no, oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I I this whole book publishing thing intrigues me, you know, and I and I know there's so many people out there listening that are, you know, one day I'll write a book. Oh, yeah, I should write a book. Someone told me I should write a book, you know. So hopefully what we talk about today will inspire, you know, people to get off the bench and and write a book because I, I do believe we've all got a book in us, at least one. And um it's it's about making it relevant that you know other people are going to you know get something from it so so welcome
1: yeah absolutely i'm excited
0: well you are you are the founder and owner of dean publishing and you know you, you publish books and that's self-explanatory but i do want to get further into that anyway and talk about what you do but prior to that you weren't that you know you you were a, work, a youth worker a life coach and i i won't I won't spill the beans because I, I think you know your history better than I do. And um, so, tell us about you know, like, were you a bookworm when you were? And now say that in a positive way, not negative way. When you were a kid, you were know, into books, and how did you? How did your life progress that you ended up coming to uh, found a, a publishing company?
1: Yeah, I'll try and uh keep it short. <laughs> but yeah. um I wouldn't say that I was
0: a bookworm at school. I was
1: probably the kid that handed their homework in on the the night before and um and I wasn't a bookworm, but I did like story. I clashed with my English teacher and we kind of did not get along. Our school was a little bit social for me, but um I did like English and I like storytelling and there's a whole story about that um but yeah I submitted a story once that was the topic was given to us on the board at school and one of them was you know the alien landed in my backyard and drugs at school and stuff like that well I thought okay drugs at school and you know I did my research as read you know as people (laughs) do and you know, interviewed Billy up the road that I think had too many Billies, and, and, you know, and I researched with my dad's big army book and I wrote this story and my English teacher literally thought I was in, on drugs. They checked my locker and everything. And like, and it was just like at that time I was devastated because I thought I was going to get an A pass, probably my first A pass. And the teacher actually ripped it out and wouldn't give it back to me. And there was a whole kerfuffle. I got even suspended from school and my dad had to go up there and say, no, I'm in the army. I gave her a book. We educate people about, you know, everything about it because education is key, right? And I kind of of parked that writing, you know. I did a bit of poetry and that, but I parked it. But it was a real burning thing that I love to do. I felt that story was all about change it was about educating it was about engaging someone and like I had a moral to this story and everything like I put my heart and soul into it and I think that it just crushed me that teacher crushed me and I was but I was always about helping people so my stories were always that that type of writing to help people to express Mm. and sort of parked that and went on and I was always a you know around helping people went on to become a youth worker and I actually did some secretarial work before that and, you know, it was the touch typing that's probably helped me now. But um, other than that, I went on to a youth worker and and there was when I would tell story. You know, I, I would say, you know, I knew a girl that, you know, grew up in a family where she didn't get all the needs she wanted but she went on and did this and that. And whatever that story would be, true life stories about, you know, might even be, you know, family members or people, The 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 kids would come back and go, Do you think I could do that? You know, do you think I could learn the guitar too or I could play basketball? And I'd say, Yeah, but it was them making that decision. And it's like in that moment, I realized that that story was so important to educate, but to actually have that person read it and go, maybe I could and take ownership for that. Yeah, And so of course that progressed and I went on to life coaching. I worked with Dr. John Gray, the author of Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus. And I ran life coaching workshops and like relationships and uh, coaching. And I did, you know, and there was a lot of times I'd be coaching kids, but I think the parents needed coaching more than the kids. <laughs> have <some Yep>. <laughs> you know, they needed to like put some things in place, but but, you know, like I just found I was always passionate about self-development, learning, being the best you could be. But it was, you know, it's always been that type of reading that I've done. And I wouldn't say I'm a mad bookworm because sometimes I like a bit of an audio book and, you know, and sometimes I like a book that's easy to read but it's making me think. So I think the progression went when working with Dr John Gray, he'd written a book, a lot of people if they didn't know him, they definitely knew men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And and I went, well, gosh, that's how I need to get my word out there. So I wrote about, actually wrote in a compilation book and I wrote about relationships and I would use that book or that story. So even before I wrote the book, it's always about sharing stories to make a change. But a book, you know, is so much easier it's when someone's asking what do you do or if you if they can't afford to work with you or you know, you, you kind of feel like a broken record repeating what you do, you can kind of say, hey, grab my book. I mean, for under 30 bucks, someone can get someone's knowledge. That's what I think excites me about books, you know, um, you know, except for like I do like to smell a new book and I like the feel of the book. So do I. <laughs> you know, but that's probably how I progressed. And then I went, I want to help people. I was so booked out as a coach, you know, using my book and 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 coaching people. There was only so many people I could coach, and I was shock a block with clients. And I went, okay, I need to step back and see how I can help these people help more people. So that's where I thought, well, if people can have those three levels, if they can have a book, if they can generate, say, an online course or then they can coach people but even if they just leave their legacy and their knowledge in a book I think it's so sad when people take this knowledge that life lessons whatever knowledge they've got if they can get it into a book it's it's how you get your message out to the masses so it's it's about using it to make a difference but to grow your business to get your message out there there's sort of so that's the progression that I did the long-winded story into books but how now it combines Everything that I love, which is books and coaching and growing businesses and people get their message and making a difference kind of all into one. And so now I help people get the knowledge out of here into, you know, a really good,
0: you know, book uh I absolutely love it and I I love that you're saying about I hate seeing people it's so sad you know people die well you didn't say these words but you were getting there um people die and and we're all going to die whether we like it or not and we we've got such a wealth of knowledge in our minds you know that we've we've learned and it's maybe it's stuff we've learned we've read we've been taught stuff that we've experienced you know like we've we've all got something to offer somebody else do you know and when you when you say put it in, capture it in a book even if that book only reaches and changes one person for the better that's that's freaking successful that's a massive body success because that's one whole life that you've changed and and that one life changing will have a, a, an incredible ripple effect out to so many other lives and you know there's everybody's got something to say to somebody like that somebody needs to hear I I love that story and I tell you you and I've got so many parallels because when I was at school (laughs) we had to write I I didn't read books and I was a cheat I used to ask other people in the class oh yeah and I used to find the book
1: book that's got a movie like I still yeah (laughs) like yeah that was that was a really good cheat
0: that was a good job. I used to say to the kids, "Oh, wasn't it good how the how they went?" They said, "No, they didn't go there." I'd say, what, didn't they?" And then I used to get all their information and put it together. But that was such a cheat. But um, I, I wrote a book English. I liked English because I like my English teacher. And 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 I we wrote us wrote a, a an essay on McDonald's and I made it up about how McDonald's started. She was fascinated. So unlike you, I got an A plus because she was like, "Wow, I didn't know that's how McDonald's started." and it was just it was absolute rubbish but she thought wow that's incredible so I had a good teacher. I think. good imagination you know said, <laughs> yeah, I've got a very good one and when you said about ripping it up I've got to admit I was I was a teacher I was a VCAL teacher and I taught personal development and I was one of those teachers that tore up someone's story however he was writing about him being Mustafa and coming to a school with a chainsaw and chainsawing everybody up. And I just, so it's a little bit different to your story. And I thought oh, that, no, 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 we're not going to have that. But I just, I love the progression and I love how you're combining all of what you love. And there's there's not that many people that have, have found that, you know, that that place where they can bring everything in. So I think that when we do find it, we've we've got to really, really be grateful for the joy that it brings into our life. And I think that you've got to know that,
1: you know, follow the path of your passion and it'll all come together. You know, I was always passionate about making a difference. So Youth work was something that was making a difference, helping young people was a passion. So I did what I was passionate about there. I then went on and did coaching and helped people around relationships because I thought well, if they've got good relationships with themselves and good relationships with their partners and good relationship with their kids. I always believe when our relationships are working well, so are we. So that was my passionate path. And then I went on to business because I was in different businesses and I loved the way that you had to be innovative and you had to think about marketing and how are you going to find those people and what was your uniqueness, you know. So then business took my passion and fancy. So I kind of delved into that. Always still about learning and growing. Knowledge has always been power to me and not the knowledge sometimes of school, I mean, who uses algebra? Don't get that one. But knowledge of, you know, real life skills and knowledge. And I think that progressed then into, well, where is knowledge held for a lifetime or beyond your life is books. And I don't care what anyone says, a real printed book will never, ever go. They keep saying, no, they'll go. Yes, we've got eBooks. Yes, we've got, you know, audio books. And I agree, you should have them all. You should have your book in an eBook and a, a physical book, but they're not going to die. Those, those real holding hold in your hand books. So I think that it was a progression that I just kept following my passion and my passion. And now being like in my mid fifties, it's like, I don't need to work. I want to work and I want to do what I love. So it kind of eventuated the path. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know I was going to own a publishing house, let alone one that my adult children come back and want to work in. And we're building this, you know, we've got a great team of 12 amazing people that are, you know, all so busy and passionate about what they do. But I didn't know I was going to get there. I just You know, as you say, got off the bench, did shit, kept moving towards what I'm passionate about Till it kind of all, you know, everything I did I loved. It's just that it all has now come together in a neat package that I'll do this for the rest of my life that I have on this earth and my kids will, looks like they're going to take
0: over and I never even knew that was going to happen. I love that. And it's and I, I like that you're saying, too, that you don't know where you go. I always say to people, you're going to have a vision. You're going to go like, I oh, this is I want to do something around this or this is my passion. You know, you're talking about making a difference, do you, you know, and that's that I feel the same about. Just going back a bit, I feel the same with as you that I want to make a difference, and that's what I get up for every day. And I want to unlock the magnificence in everybody because when I think that people are at their best, they are better contributors. So that's so aligned with what you're what you're saying. And you know, it's we can't make people make a difference unless they feel great about themselves, and then we don't have to make them; they just do it naturally. Do you know? Yeah, and that's why I think
1: it's good to have a vision, but sometimes you don't even know what that is. You just got to take action, you know, like you say, get off the bench, do something and eventually something else will open up or a door will open up. Whereas if you're sitting there and you're doing nothing because you're not, you know, you're worried about what people think or is it going to be good enough? I mean, gosh, you know, everything I started I started not knowing it all and just doing it anyway and figuring it out along the way. But you just got to take that step and that action and do something, yeah.
0: A hundred percent you do. And... Yeah, you you do, and and it, I think it's a lot to do with feel too. You you, you kind of feel your way. You, you know you feel what feels right, and and sometimes you get hit by a closed door, and, and then you've got to set back and say, well, is that the door that I should be going, or do I need to do I need to put on some balls and actually go around that door? Do you, you know? And it it's, it takes a lot, but I think I think we've got to keep moving, and I agree with you. Just take action. Take and it's often courageous action <laughs> it's yeah. not we're not it's not just um you know oh, i'll get up today and do something it's kind of like sometimes you got to push but so some of the authors that you've had through there and some of the books you know like you've got an, an amazing array of incredible authors with incredible stories and 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 you and i are both we just realized we both got the same same yeah. book here yeah. um gorgeous Matt Runnels, nobody can save me. And Matt was on my podcast only a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and what a gorgeous human, you know, and and he didn't believe he had a book. He was like, ah, who wants to read my story? Blah, blah, blah. And then I've also got here um Trav Bell's book. He's been on the, he's been on the um podcast as as well. And you know, these I agree with you. I, I'm not an ebook reader. I'm a I'm a hard I like to know where I saw it and what the page looked like and that. And you've got another book there, and I the red one. It was that was a fascinating, real talk, real change. Dr. Natasha Davidson, and you're holding that for a reason. What what's the gem in that book? Well, I think that
1: especially in today's climate, we've had so much, um, you know. So much struggles, I think, with having all the, you know, the lockdowns and everything that we've had, we've really got to look after our mental health and, you know, like um, Matt Ronald shares his story and his struggles, Um, you know, personal stories are really important. There's another amazing author, Angie Klukas, who's in our Why Shift series and their small stories that people share and you know she reminded me when you said she just wanted to change one child you know one person's life and she had a little boy that wasn't going to school read her story watched her her video and got up and went to school is now like school captain and doing all these amazing things and it was her story that she went well Who's going to read it? Who's going to want to read it? If you change one person's life, you've made already that difference. And she's made a lot of difference from so many other things. But I think what also is important that as a book, you may change someone's life you never know because they've been able to grab your book from a library or bookstore. But this one here is Life Strategies from a Psychologist to a Life Coach. Um, Dr. Natasha Davison is a psychologist, but she simplified it down into an amazing book called Real Life, Real Change. And it's um real talk, real change, sorry. And it's about um just steps that go in and some funky little drawings here that that really just help you um. You know, as she says here, do you feel trapped by problems and the and and want to find a way out? Are you ready to set yourself free and live the life you were born to live? You know, it it's an amazing tool book as well, and I think that you know this is why I love books. It's like as a psychologist, how many years she is she has worked with so many, you know, hundreds of clients. She's um you know if not you know thousands. She's she's um. She's learned all the tools of psychology. She's gone on and learned life coaching and how to move people from where they are to where they want to go. Um, She's got so much tools and she can package those decades of years into this beautiful presented book that someone can pick up for under $30 and get her life knowledge or like Angie Klukas who was, you know, born where she you know didn't grow a normal height and she suffered bullying and she learned life skills herself and now she wants to share with others that may be going through bullying so that they can overcome it so i think that whether you're like doctor nat where you've learned through school or through working with clients through education through certification certification or whatever that might be um or whether you're an Angie Klukas that's learnt lessons through life because of your own adversities. I think that everyone has a story and everyone has knowledge to share and if they can package it up in a book for under $30, you can change someone's life and it and everyone can afford a book or go borrow a book at a library. And I just think that, you know, the reason that I wanted to bring up that book was, you yes, you can have all of this knowledge and you can't help us. There's only so many clients you can help. And Dr. Nat said, I want to help millions of people. I only have this amount of time. How do I help millions of people? And that's when we said, you just need to get this knowledge in a book. And this book can change someone's life. It can save someone's life, as many of our books do. You know, it's, it's just about having that courage and investing in a good way of making the book readable. Because you know and that's what I think we were going to talk about it's it's about making sure also that it's good content so the reader doesn't get lost or they have blocks where they're not following through and so you know Matt and and Trav Bell and and um and Dr Nat and Angie and all of our authors we bring our books to life a little bit with um the way that it's formatted to make it easy on the eye but also engaging so that they're enjoyable to read not you know get a bit boring
0: yeah a 100% i i like the smaller books like that because i'm not i'm not a big reader but i i love knowledge i love information i love learning but i don't want to read 3000 well 3000 i don't want to read, read 50000 words of fluff and and just have two big two big paragraphs that mean something you know so I I love the simplified versions but I mean we're all different some other people like to you know read read I want to know every single background to that and before I'll believe it you know some people (laughs) won't want all that but even if just in one book like you say that you know Dr Nat's book I could read that and I would just find one line in there that I couldn't shake You, you know that that just really really changed my trajectory and another person could read it and find a completely different line and and you you know there is just so much value I absolutely love it have you have you um had an author with a story that you've you've read their story and it's just had such an emotional impact on you oh gosh
1: you know there's so many, like all of our authors, even we've got people that are sharing their business success and what they did and the hard yards they got to build their business into a, you know, a global brand and things like that. But I think, uh, you know, there's so many, but probably Angie Klukas has stood out as a great story, um, overcoming adversity with bullying and just her courage to, to you know, to just share her story she said who wants to read my story like I I'm I live in Darwin I I work at an aviation center and who wants to read my story but the impact she's already had on so many people's lives um you know uh Matt Reynolds you know him being so vulnerable and sharing like really personal stuff out there to to help others to to make it about them not him um you know, Erica Kramer is another one. Confidence feels like shit is her book, and you know her story of of having you know being brought up by a by Paula Mum who who was unmedicated at one stage and she was walking and and kind of not being looked after at that stage. But her mum, you know, it wasn't her. It was her medical condition and how she's got a beautiful relationship with her mum and just. Just so many stories. I don't. I, I. I don't know that I can pick one. It's kind of like saying who's your favourite child.
0: No, <laughs> come on. You've got. <laughs> one.
1: No, everyone says that, but it's like at the moment my younger daughter's given me a granddaughter, so she's kind of the favourite at the moment. But then my other daughter's just moved into a beautiful house in Port Melbourne, so I kind of got a spare bedroom. So they're on par a little bit at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I. I just can't really look even um gosh as I'm looking there even um Jess Van Zeel you know she was diagnosed at um you know gosh i think she was only about 18 with cancer in the eye and lost her eye and they couldn't even put a false eye in so she then designed some really cool funky patches to wear around and now she's she's married and i've got to be on that journey with her so i really get to know our authors and they become a bit like our family so yeah, just too many stories. You have to check out deampublishing.com and check out all the books because they're all very unique and amazing in their own way.
0: Yeah. And like, like we say, if, if that one story hits one person and changes something, that, that that's fantastic. But there's a lot of people who do think um, nobody wants to hear my story, you know, and I think that I think that we never see it from our own perspective. We kind of live through it, you know, and we're kind of like, ah, that's just my life. You know, that's, there's nothing exciting about that, nothing. But then other people will hear your story and think, holy shit, how how did you, how did you get through that? You know, I want to know how you got through that because I know someone, or, or, you know, like I've felt like that myself. And I didn't know how to get through it. And I think
1: that... I think what's really important and a good question to ask, there's always somebody else that will be going through something similar or maybe they just go, gosh, if she could get through that or he could get through that, then I could get through it. So I think what's really important is sometimes to ask yourself when you've gone through, and it doesn't even have to be a crazy story. I mean, we've got some really good stories coming out that will you know that that you kind of go really you lived through that (laughs) you know a a girl that's lived in literally with no electricity like here in you know in Australia and had to throw stones at at wild dogs before she got home and you know just crazy stories that are being shared but it doesn't need to be that it could just simply be that you've overcome something because I always say go back to when it was the darkest hardest time of your life or maybe you've overcome something in business you know it could be health wealth finances anything that you've gone through because we've all gone through some type of adversity or or maybe it's a positive learning you've had imagine that you usually that person's had to get through it themselves so imagine if you could take yourself back to that age that you went through that all that time that you went through it and you could just pick up a nice easy to read um, story that had some tools and techniques in it mm-hmm. that could help you yeah. what would that have been like for you so you could be that person for somebody else there was always somebody else that may be being challenged from something coming up you know I know that another gentleman we had in our why shift book you know lost his son who took his own life at such mm-hmm. a young age and and he shared courageously his story because if you could just share that story to somebody that could save a life, that could make people understand more what it was like or how they could reach out, you know. So I think that, you know, and he learned what he had to do to overcome this, to to not just survive, but eventually thrive after such a tragedy. Wow. So how do you share that so somebody else can learn from what you've been through to give them an easier go, an easier you know, maybe awesome tools that you've figured out that you could help someone else with. So every story matters and everyone has a story in them that could change someone's life.
0: Mm. I hope people are listening to this and and really start to trigger and think, oh, yeah, I have. And and I, it's almost, uh, I'm not going to say this in a harsh way, but, um, you know, think about it like this and then and then take the harshness off and think that I'm saying it with empathy. It's almost selfish to keep that in you do you, you know it's kind of like well i'm not going to share my story but what if your share your story could change somebody's life there's almost a selfish element no here. you know what i i i have to
1: agree from a, from a place of love i yeah. think it's selfish because you know it's a bit like you said before if if you know what are we we're, it's inevitable right we're all only here for a certain amount of time you know whether you believe that we reincarnated whether you believe you come back whether you believe our souls are we as we know it in this life with these lessons we've got one of them if we don't leave our if we don't leave our legacy behind if we don't leave our lessons behind then what was the point of all that struggle what what did we need to learn in this lifetime now? And why would we not leave that knowledge in a book and leave it here for history, for people to learn? You know, we've got old books. You know, times have changed, man. Like, you know, we've got, we're a very, you know, um, multicultural, very, you know, open community. What are those books that weren't written decades ago that need to be written today for the up-and-coming people that are even more you know, needing our knowledge? What are we doing when we're not being those people that are leaving our legacy and our lessons in there for who are going to come after us that need this knowledge, that may not have a parent that they could talk to, may not have someone that they can talk to, but they can surely borrow a book from a library. They can surely jump on Amazon that no one knows about and buy that book to get that knowledge, to then maybe have that courage to come out and and talk about what it is that they're struggling with. So I do think it's selfish for people to keep their knowledge in their head. And I do feel that, you know, what are we on this earth for other than to learn and leave that legacy and that lessons for others to learn from?
0: Yeah, I agree. There's a great um, Randy Travis song, oh, it's called A Three Wooden Crosses, and, and the, the, the line in there, and I can never shake this, and this is what I'm saying about, you know, sometimes there's a line that grabs you, and it's it goes, it's not what we take when we leave this world behind us. It's what we leave behind us when we go. And and I'll never forget hearing that for the first time. And it's just, it's such a it's such a hit on legacy. Do you, you know, it's like you, you can't take everything. So focus your whole life on, on what you can leave. Do you, you know on yeah and 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 I'll tell you what from from that's what I get up for every single freaking day is how can I make a difference and it makes a difference to your life like you can say oh yeah but you're constantly burnt out you're constantly wearing out trying to leave things for everyone else what about living your own life but when you're doing that stuff you are living your own you come to life like it you you're spot on you come to life you've got
1: a purpose and a reason and it's 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 a purpose and a reason it makes you live it makes you come alive and you know absolutely you know and you can't take your money with you and you can't you know you can't do everything for yourself at the end of the day when you know I believe when you're giving you're getting back anyway you always are you know you're not doing it in order to
0: get back but you do by default yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. And you don't do it, and if you are doing it to get something back, you're a shithead. Stop doing it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's the difference between um? What do you? Of course, you're going to be biased, but that's okay. We want to hear your side of it because it's your show. Um, what's the difference between self-publishing and and publishing through a publishing house? Um. Yeah. Look, you know. I suppose I'm being biased
1: only because I say if you're gonna do something, do it well. So I but I would like to, you know, because we're not for everybody. So I'd like to open it up to, you know, what people are looking for. If you're wanting to just, you know, write a book and 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 get it out to your family and friends and things like that, and it's not something that you're really looking at. For a, from a business perspective, you maybe not be a coach or a business owner, you know, or or an influencer that your that this is your whole journey that you just want to share. I think sometimes getting in a compilation book is good, like just a short like a short story. We've got a a, a compilation series called Why Shift, the letter Y Shift, and that stands for Your Share It Forward teachings. Oh, no, I like and, that. Yeah. Yeah, and and that compilation book we're just about to launch a book on health it has categories like health wealth relationships spirituality mindset and they're all just short stories that help you get your story out there and that's a lower investment type thing and you're just wanting to start smaller if you want to self-publish yes you've got to go out a bit like building a house you got to find yourself a good editor find a formatter get your book up there um there's print on demand platforms now that you can do all that with that weren't around years ago. Um that's is an availability but if you're serious about doing it well where you really want your book and it's not just about look we just had a client sell over 7000 you know copies and you know they've got a good return but it wasn't about you know, yes, that, that person wanted to help more people that couldn't get access to them, to, to sell them something that's, you know, you can get a book for under $50 and, and write down to, to an ebook worth $9.99. So anyone can afford your knowledge. So I think it's important to to do it in a physical book, an ebook, and so forth. So there is that lower cost either being in a compilation or self-publishing. Um, then the net, then what we are is. I suppose traditional publishing, I'll, I'll brief on that that um, is when you've got maybe a literary agent that will that will take your book and you've you may be someone that's a little bit more influential or or you've got a lot of followers or you're someone famous and things like that and and even then a traditional publisher always bases their books um manuscripts that they take on if they're gonna sell a lot of copies because their only goal is, do I sell copies? And just so people know, when you get a traditional publisher, if you're lucky enough to get an advance, it might be 5,000 if you're lucky enough, um, to be accepted first and then paid in advance. That advance is for advanced sales copies, right? So it's not until you've sold so many copies of your commission before you'd get paid again. And let me just say, you're lucky to get 2 $3 a book. That's what happens. So you've got to sell a lot of books to even break even. And they've got to kind of go, hmm, will i sell five, 10,000 books but you're giving the majority of the say to them. You don't get a say on what's in and out of it. So if you've got something that you really want to say that means a lot, if they don't want it in there, they can pull it out, they can decide. And then when you want to buy copies, you've got to buy it off the traditional publisher. Yeah. Then where we are is we're somewhere in the middle. So we're quality of traditional publishing. We, we've we got expert publishers in-house they're all in-house. So we've got designers, we've got copy editors, we've got creative writers, we've got ghostwriters, we've got... Um you know, editors that can do it in US and Australian, we can translate into different languages. We can index properly. We can reference properly. So it's not going to come back and bite you in the bum because people think, oh, it's on the internet. I can put that in. Can't I use that? No. hey House owns that. You're going to get sued or you're going to have to drop down your book. So it's about making sure that you've got all those, you know, know-hows around publishing so it doesn't come back and bite you in the bum as well where they can come back and say, hey, you, how much did you make from your book? You got to pay me because you've been using some of my content that's copy, you know, copyright to. Hay House or whatever it be so just because of quotes on there some quotes you can use some you can't so we've got the knowledge to know what you can and you can't you know Erica was a was a classic we did her book and she had things in there that she thought she could use and we're like "Uh uh-uh you can't and she'd had hers go through and copy edited so we have all different people that come in and they've got it what they thought was ready to publish and it's it's not it's not at that caliber so the other thing is as you said before, no one wants to read a book of waffle. You know, you may be really good at what you do, but you may not be that specialist editor. So when you're writing, how do you use the team to take your beautiful words, but how do we take them to that next level? So the reader's sitting on the edge of their seat. We've culled all the waffle and brought it down to succinct, really readable. We're also the go-to between the reader and the author, if you're saying, oh, I moved here, we're like, mm, the reader's going to get lost. Their mind's now going, where did she go? What did she do? So we'll fill in the gaps to make sure that the book is a compact read, but it's jam-packed where they just want to get to the next chapter and the next chapter, even if it is like a non-fiction. We want to make it interesting, yeah? So um, and plus then we look at distribution. So it's also about get, not only getting on Amazon separately so you get a higher return on investment there, but, but um, you know, all your distribution, your Angus and Robinson, your library, getting it into, you know, some bookstores and things like that. So I think that it's about that. And then it's also working with, you know, yes, I'm biased in the way of working with our team because we're not just a publisher, we're also entrepreneurs. So I'll talk about how do you use that book to grow you as You know, how do you go from unknown to known? How do you grow it to your coaching business or whatever business you're doing? So I always look at it like an owner builder. You can go and figure out and go and find yourself and hope that the designer understands what the editor's written, or you can come with us like a builder where we've got all the team, they're all going to align, you know, the plumber's going to arrive after the electrician (laughs) type thing, you know. Oh, you're more organized. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like building your book, but we've got a full professional team that are working with you to make sure the book is your voice, your message, but we just
0: tweak it, make it amazing and then distribute it out to the world. I love that. How does ghostwriting work? Because I, I know that I've, I've had people say, us. I don't know, what is a ghostwriter? And I said, well, they write the book for you, but you've got to give them the info. I don't know. So so what would... you? So ghostwriting can be just what it is, is that, that,
1: you know, we don't need to be brilliant writers. You know, we've just got the knowledge. So sometimes our authors will talk out what they know and they'll share their story. And so the ghostwriters will just more try and put their words from their verbal into something that is then readable as written text because verbal and written are very different and they need to have some creative words in there and they need to have some words that land as a as a written versus a, a, a spoken so a lot some of our authors if they choose you know we we can just work with them where they talk it out and we help write up um what it is that they're trying to express
0: yeah yeah i love that i love it. So I reckon that the, you've inspired a lot of people to say, well, you know, maybe I have got a book, maybe I have got a book. And I love the, um, the compilation. Is that open to, how, how do you qualify for the compilation? Because I, I do know a lot of people who'd be sitting listening thinking, oh, I wanted to write stories, you know, and I, I do write short stories and I never do anything with them. So how, what, how would you qualify to be a part of that book?
1: Well, a lot of who um we work with is um people that want to write a book that does make a difference. They're sharing something that makes a difference. You know, even we're doing a couple of cookbooks that have come through, but they're still helping people to be able to cook better and mm. and, and things like that. We don't, you know, we've done one or two fiction books that, but they were books about um different cultures and they were still you know had that moral and that teaching so I think with the Y shift we've got lots of categories so you might have a story like um Angie we in our resilience book which was under the mindset category and she talked about bullying or yeah. or Andy Andrew who talked about losing his son you know um who took his own life there's there's lots of short stories that have that moral or have that share yeah. so they just reach out to deanpublishing.com and jump on. And book an expert call because what we also do with that is we show people how they can kind of start like their own little. Thing We've got like a journal that they get and some cards that are all about shifting your mindset and your health and wealth that they can can have as part of the package and start selling them. So it's a real good starting point for people or if people just want to use it um, as a way to give back or as a way as a lead gen for their business and their coaching and that as well or their podcasts and different things like that. The other thing that we do, you know, so they just reach out to deanpublishing.com and book in a call and um and then, you know, just say interested in the Y Shift series and we can definitely have a conversation about that. The one thing I did also want to add in is that you talked before about, you know, sometimes we like a book, we don't like a really big, and sometimes we like ebooks and audio books and things like that. What's also unique to Dean Publishing? is that we have an interactive book. And I think what's really important about that, and that's exclusive to us, is we bring our books to life. Because what I did find is that it's all and well to have a book and a beautiful book and see the beautiful picture of the author on the back, but I want to connect. I wanted to be able to allow the reader to connect with the author. And so inside our books, we've got, we can put, you know, really good podcast episodes that land with what you're talking about. I know that um, Erica did that in her book when she talked about something, she goes, I know the podcast series I did for that. So the link is in it and they get to listen to the podcast and then it helps them subscribe, for example. So it helps more people. We can put video in there. They can write notes. They can highlight things. Some people don't like to write in a book. You can highlight it and write in your interactive book. So you can put audio, visual you know, people like that auditory, kinesthetic, visual type interaction. And so we developed the Dean Library, which is a downloadable app, so people can bring their their books to life on their phone and watch video instead of getting lost on YouTube. And you can now talk directly to the readers and have that you know that connection that is very sometimes hard to do in a physical book. We now have the interactive book that allows people to really connect wow. with the author on
0: another level. That's fantastic because there's nothing like that, is there? You know, once you see someone, there talking, is nothing, even nothing video like though,
1: that in like? this in this publishing industry. I mean, they do have you know, school books sometimes and different things like this. But this is just something that we did because I want the the reader to connect with the author. And sometimes there's things that can be said in a, in a, and tonality that can be done in a video versus in written text so sometimes you might want to elaborate a little bit more on what you were trying to say so the book doesn't need to be really big but now they can jump on and they can have you elaborate on what you what it is that you were trying to say in written form
0: yeah. Oh god I love it. I love your passion too actually <laughs> <laughs> I know do you kind of figure that I I love what I yes, do yes <laughs> and it's but it's so refreshing and this is why I think people need to find what they love you know, and do what they love because you you want to be around people who love what they do. do you, you know, like it's, it's something about the energy of when someone loves what they do, you just want to be there. You just want to be, you know, immersed in that. Practice.
1: I call it my obsession. I'll be in the shower <laughs> going, I know what I can tell that author that they can do or I know what we can do in that interactive book. We can have a download that they can, you know, print out on their printer and, hey, let's do a download for the kids and they color it in so my mind's always going I call it like an obsession yeah but I am obsessed with what I do but I love it and it's I don't look at work-life balance I look at lifestyle balance you know if I want to take the morning off and take my grandchild swimming I can if I want to work at 11 o'clock at night because I've got this buzz of energy and my creativeness is going mad that's what I do. So I don't have work life balance start at this time. I have lifestyle balance. Yeah. And so, yeah, a bit obsessed with what I'm doing, but because I'm passionate about it. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm passionate and I'm obsessed with what I do too. And I just, you, you, you I agree with you. It's you can't sometimes 11 o'clock at night, you're like, oh, shit. You know, I, I do. And I, I get my little otter out in bed. <laughs> I sneak <laughs> and my partner's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I just got a brilliant Man, idea. Just say <laughs> I'm talking in
1: my sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually awake at 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, I've got, to get, I've got to get up and write that. I've got to get up and write that down. And then I lie there and then the cat gets in. I'm like, oh, shit, now I've got to be nice to the cat, but I want to get up and do with it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love your passion. Now, you are also like apart from your... Um, you know, you're passionate about your books, you're passionate about all this publishing and that, but you, but your greater passion is is making a difference, you know, and that that's just drives you like mad. But you've got um you are part of the B1, G1. I don't know if I'm going to call it uh, initiative, you know, and, and you've got the book that is on your website that, that is that you've published: better business, better life, better way, a uh, better world, and and there's also the legacy book, and and these this is about um, you know, uh, the from money you make, you know, investing it into impacts and and making a difference in the world. And I was just looking at your website before, and you've made over sixty six thousand eight hundred plus impacts with um you know like for kids in Cambodia and also all sorts of stuff so tell us more about that because most of us are altruistic most of us want to give back and do well and tell us what you're doing because I love it
1: yeah absolutely so um an amazing couple Paul Dunn and Masami Sato are um, the creators of B1G1, which is about buy one, give one. Yeah. And it's about business for good. So every time somebody, you know, buys the legacy book or the um, Better Business um, book, then we donate um, to an impact. Now, an impact, what, what I love about um, B1G1, and I've been over to Africa and built mud huts and, and you know, visited a lot of the places that, you um, you know, that you donate to that make an impact and hands across the water and different things like that. What I love about B1G1 is, one, they're very, very strict on who they let in as the people that you donate to. So they go through their books. They must be open books. They must be um, a full charity that is not where your 100% of the profits are going to the cause that they are, they're they're yeah. promoting. Um, so I know that that's really important to me, that they've been, you know, absolutely checked out so that when my money's going, if I'm giving, even if it's $20, I want to know $20 is going there, not $2, you know. Okay. So I think it's really important. That was the one thing that was important and B1G1 meets those needs. The second thing was uh, um, something that touches, moves, and inspires me. If I want to give back, I want to give something back to children. I really love children. Helping the children that, that may... um not through fault of their own, you know, not have, they They may have to live in cared facilities or they may um live in poverty and they need some hands. So, you know, to that was important and supplying books and things to, to schools and that was important. So I got to choose some things that are important to me. And so there's so many different varieties there. There's, um you know, animal shelter, even they got involved in the fires that happened in Victoria. And so they're always innovatively looking for charities that that are good that you can donate to but it's an impact you can give it two dollars you can give a dollar that might give water to a child for a day or feed a family you know it doesn't need to be big the good thing about um b1g1 is you can start small and as you grow you can give more and more and it's just about giving back a little bit each time and so there, that's what was really important to me. And so every time someone signs up, we give back to impacts, like um, we give a, a good chunk to, um, to an impact. We give a percentage. Then if we sell a book, we give 100% profits from any book bought from Legacy or B1G1, because it's their books back to a charity. Um, there's other ways you can do it. You could be, I know coffee shops that every time someone buys a coffee, they donate 10 cents. 10 cents might not seem a uh, a lot, but 10 cents can make a huge difference when those 10 cents all add up. So all these businesses are all giving little bits and little bits, and it adds up to making a huge impact in people's lives, kids' lives, animals' lives all around the world. So it's really... um, it's giving back and that's at the core of everything that I do. And I think people writing their stories is giving back as well because they're sharing their knowledge, they're giving to the world. So everything is caught around that giving back in, in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, B1G1, check them out definitely. B1G1.com. The letter one is um is the way to go. And yeah, they're just a, a good charity that I like. And hands across the water are um another charity that is that is great that um is a a, an orphanage in started from the boxing day tsunami in 2004 and has built and now they look after children all throughout thailand
0: i absolutely love that i i just um can any business donate like could you have to sign up as a as a
1: yes so check out b1g1.com yeah you know say susan sent you susan dean sent you um i i possibly have a link that I can probably share with you that you can put in for the listeners to to jump on and and register and, yes, any business can join and you're amongst some amazing businesses and any little bit is okay. Like it doesn't need to be a lot. So, yeah, I can definitely send you through a link and you can put that in um, your for your listeners that they can jump on and um, check it out and that will go directly through as a referral from me through
0: to um, Paul and Masami. Oh, I love it. I, I just... I, you know, I just think I was just saying to someone on LinkedIn the other day, which is separate to what you're saying, but it's a similar thing is that it, I believe that every single person should give a dollar a week from their pay to a charity of their choice. And if you just think in Australia alone and, you know, people might say, oh, God, she's Karen, you stop forcing your opinion, but nobody misses a dollar. Well, whilst, you know, most people are not going to miss a dollar and it, it, there's 12 and a half million people working in australia and that would be 12 and a half million dollars every single week that would go to a charity. Now that's not even including overseas but do, you know I'm, I'm just saying if, if we had that mentality that we just just gave the smallest amount and if every single person just gave the tiniest tiniest amount that they didn't even notice can you imagine the shift in the world? Can you just imagine? And that's where Masami
1: came from. Masami said if every business, if every person just gave a small amount, you know, um, you know and that's what this gives you the opportunity to do is a very small amount you know it can be a dollar a week um that you give that makes a huge impact and if we all did that together we could really make a difference and so you know definitely check them out and and um you know any charity at all but um you know they're they're a good place to start where it's all also tracked for you which is really good as
0: well yeah absolutely and it, and it's you know we can't wait for the governments and the world leaders and I don't I, I call them leaders buddy very loosely but we can't we can't wait for them to change the world and nor are they going to because that's not their key interest and I think that if everybody um doesn't have to be through donation, but just talk just talking to you, what you're about, what I'm about, just giving back, being kind, you know, making a better world. If every everybody just did that one little tiny bit better and believed that their footprint is is joining on to all the other footprints and is, is making a difference. Can you imagine the world? And that's that's how we have to do it. We have to do it from the people. Like all of us have to just put our best foot forward you know, and and that's where change is made. And it's like you're saying, it's so simple, and it's so cheap. And it's so uh, there's little effort in changing the world. And that's
1: why, yeah, I think just people getting on to podcasts, getting on to social, sharing themselves. If you're worried about what people think of you, then you're making it about yourself, you know, get get off that and give from a place of giving. And, people won't you know yeah you'll get judges you'll get haters you'll get you know, yeah. but, you know ignore those and focus on that you're doing it for others when you're doing it for others you don't really give a sh- hoot of uh, what you you're shit. doing because yeah <laughs> oh well yeah you don't give a shit you don't give a f you don't give nothing right, right? At, the, at the end of the day you're doing it for others that's why I say yeah. does your story matter yes tell it share it on socials talk about it write it in a book get it out there you know make that difference um that doesn't cost you anything but maybe some of your time if you want to invest further in a in a in a professional book yes there'll be investment but where do you want to take this how big do you want to go but just do something you know Oh, I love it. All right, what's your best advice for people to get off the bench? Just do something, some action at all. You know, it's that one step that'll take you to the to two, three, four steps. Do one thing. Um, you know, it could be just standing at a, in line and smiling at someone. It can be that little. Just do something. But if you really want to make a huge impact in the world, invest in yourself, invest in your message and just get it out there in, in all formats that you possibly can. And obviously,
0: if it's a book, come and see us and we'll make sure that we do a good job for you. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, I love this conversation and speaking about people for, uh, coming to you, where are they going to find you? Uh, if they just go to deanpublishing.com
1: and there'll be a button there with expert call and they can jump on a call with me
0: fantastic and susan dean is also susan dean book publisher on linkedin and on facebook and on instagram so if you go and follow and just you know start to even even if you're not game yet to contact you know keep keep an eye follow watch the books that come through watch the messages that come through start to feel it in your heart you know oh yeah i I really this is inspiring me i can do it i can do it i can do it and eventually you know reach out and it's um I, i agree with you so much we've all got it. we've all got something in us that somebody else needs to hear and it's selfish to keep it in and why wouldn't we want to um uh, make the world better for somebody else why wouldn't we want to do that so
1: yeah leave that legacy leave that knowledge for somebody else to learn yeah,
0: from yeah thanks
1: so much
0: well I've absolutely love this thank you so much for sharing your knowledge thanks for your time it's been truly wonderful and you know there's been so many um uh, learning opportunities in this podcast learning about the books and learning about how to do it but the 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 key overarching thing is just the the theme of um giving back and making a better world and uh, I just have absolutely loved having you on absolutely loved it
1: thanks so much for having me I I love what you're doing too just getting people off the bench and just taking action
0: so thanks for having me my absolute pleasure thank you bye bye Guys, That was fantastic and I I really hope that that's inspired you to think, you know what, I do have something within me, I I really do, that someone else needs to hear and, you know, think about, not about the criticisms, as Susan was saying in the end, don't think about who's going to criticize you and who's going to, because people always do, there's always assholes in the world, we know that. And 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 they're really they're just doing it because they can't bloody do it themselves. So don't worry about those sort of people. Think about my message is going to impact that person who really really needs support. And and think about a time when you felt shitty, and wouldn't you have loved? Wouldn't you have loved somebody you know reaching their hand out to give you a, to give you a hand? So if, if this is a burning desire of yours to write a book or to share your story, and as Sue said, you don't have to. You don't have to go and get your book published straight away, you can start writing blogs about it, or you can start sharing just little things on social media to help people or you can go and um, submit a story. Well, talk to them about submitting a story in their why shift book, but I really reckon that once we leave this world, um, you know, we we don't have anything to leave unless we've left something that uh, can be passed down so. I really hope it's inspired you to start thinking about um maybe I do have a book in me after all and maybe there is somebody in the world because there definitely is um who might get something from this message. So absolutely hope you've loved it. All the links are in the show notes. Um deanpublishing.com and I I hope you go follow them. So thank you very much for joining me this week again and as I say always I don't even know who half of you are but I love you anyway absolutely love that you um you know join us and listen to these amazing guests and they've all got incredible stories so thank you and I'll leave you there and I'll see you next week see ya thanks for joining me as always I hope this episode inspired you If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughn.com. tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode, Just say yes, make the decision, and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.